Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and my guest this week is Alyssa Cox with Forest River. Alyssa, how are you doing? We're doing great today. So this is the first time you and I have met in person. Is that correct? It is. Well, via Zoom. <laughs> That's true. Well, not fa- before this, not face-to-face, uh, because you took the social media class that I teach through Purdue Fort Wayne. What have you been able to do with the information from that class, if anything? So I have a team at Forest River of now four other individuals and then myself, and I um, lead that marketing team. So a lot of the resources that we've brought from that class, I take into our Monday morning meetings. So we sit down as a marketing group every Monday and kind of reconvene on the week past and plan for the week prior. And a lot of it is about social media and what we can do to be better. And I have a whole notebook of lists that we took away from that whole summer and we're implementing them at Forest River now. Well, I'm glad to hear that because sometimes I wonder, the class ends, people go back to their work lives, and I never hear from them again. So I'm glad to hear it's at least somewhat useful to you. It was. Well, great. Well, thanks for being here. As you know, on this podcast, we talk a little bit about your career path, we talk about your organization and some things you're working on. So I want to start with career path because you, like many of our guests, have had a career with some twists and turns, and it starts in Ohio, correct? Mm, Correct. Tell us a little bit about growing up. When did you start thinking about a career path? What did you think you would do? And then what'd you do about it moving forward? So I went to Defiance College, which is just over the border here outside of Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne was the city I came to for fun things because there's nothing in Defiance, Ohio. (laughs) Um, And I finished my undergrad there and then went right into grad school because I just wasn't ready yet. Um, I knew I wanted something in the business world, but I wasn't quite sure on what that was going to be in the direction of it. My focus was completely in marketing, and those were the classes that I found the most drive out of. I was fired up when I left them. I found the most information was useful from those, and we were constantly evolving because, as you know, marketing, a lot of it's self-taught. Sure. Things that sure. I learned 10 years ago aren't relevant yeah. today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even when I graduated from grad school, I worked in the marketing department there running their social media YouTube channels for the athletics departments, running the Twitter pages and things like that. And it was just something that was exciting. Um, my own personal social media was something that I enjoy doing, yep. posting pictures of things going on in life, travel, so on and so forth. And that's just kind of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't come right out the gate. Sure. So I ended up moving to Fort Wayne, Indiana. I worked right down the street here from Asher for the first couple of years at Northwestern Mutual as yep. a financial advisor. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's a self-driven career. Um, you're kind of on your own. You have to sell yourself and your personality mm-hmm. and things that you believe in um, to plan for fi- your financials and your f- future. Yeah. Um, and I was there for a little while, and it it just didn't fill my cup. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a job, and yep. that's not what I wanted in life. Yeah. Uh, so life quickly took me um, out to Syracuse, Indiana, mm-hmm. um, so about an hour from Fort Wayne, and I became a wedding planner and events coordinator. Okay. So kind of mixed in some social media, you yeah. know, posting the photos from the events and the types of things that we're able to do from our chefs and displays and everything. We went to um, shows like at the Coliseum here, you have mm-hmm. the bridal expos and things yeah. like that. So marketing what we're able to do for mm-hmm. brides and corporate events. Um, and this so, was at Oakwood Resort? Oakwood correct? Resort, Now, yeah. was that when they first, I would say reopened, but when it was first reestablished or did you come along a little after? A little after that, okay. a couple years yeah. under the new ownership and mm-hmm. branding and everything. Um, so yeah, still fully a wedding bridal resort with multiple different venues and uh, there was only two of us that okay. ran that whole show. <laughs> okay. Um, so I quickly learned that 
being a wedding planner and a corporate events coordinator, um, when are your events for things like that? Nights and weekends, mostly weekends. That wasn't the life that I wanted either. Not to be picky, but I, all of us have reason to be picky in our careers. When everyone else is having fun, you're working. And when everyone else is working, you're trying to have fun, but doing it on your own. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) And then came on, um, my daughter and Mm -hmm. knowing that she was coming along and that was not the life that I wanted to create for her. Sure. Um, I, we all know childcare is a thing in the area that's non-existent and I just needed something more again for the both of us. Sure. Um, so then my career took a, a curve and went to the marine industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for a mom and pop dealership called Proic Water Sports mm-hmm. in Northwest or North Webster, Indiana, um, about 20 minutes down the road from Oakwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the dream job. I mean, you're on the lake all the time. Yeah. So for those that don't know, there's 101 lakes in Kosciuszko County. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them you can boat on. A lot of them are no wake lakes. Um, but we sold pontoons and surf boats. Mm-hmm. So the fun, exciting oh, yeah. toys to have on the lake. Sure. Um, and from a marketing standpoint, you know, our boss really pushed, like, we sell a lifestyle here. We're not selling a product. Mm-hmm. So with that came the social media um, videos, lifestyle videos, photos. Um, we created a pro shop that we ran in-house that started with me. Um, and I still kind of ran the events as well and was an assistant to our marketing person who was there full-time as well. And still yet, the social media and what I kept bringing to the table between the two of us, we just kept growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And year after year in the marine industry, we won social media dealer of the year. Oh, wow. I, it was like six years in a row at one oh, point. Oh, wow. That's great. So their social media presence was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and... Then came the realization that this is it. It's a mom and pop shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted more. Like, I feel like I'm just always hungry for more in my life and to be able to provide yeah. more for my family and my daughter and uh, work better hours. Because, again, when are you sure. busy in the boating season? Yeah, you're on the lake, but you're working. You're not Correct. necessarily yeah. having fun. Yeah. On Saturday afternoons, I would rather be enjoying the lake yeah. and the sun. Sure. Instead, we were working, but yeah. maybe on a boat sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it kind of took away that passion. Uh, you know, I grew up just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. So mm-hmm. right there on Lake Erie, that's what yeah. I was used to. So moving to Kosciuszko County, working in the marine industry was just exciting to sure. me. Sure, sure. Um, and that's where I stayed and called it home for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, now another curveball, I guess, yeah. was changing careers again to something that really showed me a huge opportunity and let me expand on my career was moving into the RV segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and when did you make that change? This was two years ago now. Okay, so 2019. 2019. All right. About yeah. six months before COVID. Okay, Yeah. all right. Um, and, and, and tell me a little bit, we'll get into this when we talk about your organization a little bit, but from, from what I've heard... Huge boom for the RV industry when people realize this is here to stay and we're not going anywhere unless we go there ourselves. Was that starting pre-pandemic or was it a really fast change into boom times? It was a drastic yeah. switch for us. Okay. Um, I mean, the RV segment has always been kind of prominent. Yeah. Um, but if you look at our numbers and our charts and analytics, it like complete curveball yeah. going wow. up in the charts um, wow. and not so, coming back So your down timing yet. was great. <laughs> Impeccable timing. Yeah. 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 It was scary yeah. uh, to transition into that and not know sure. what was coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think back two years ago, all of us in every industry were kind of sitting around thinking, is this going to be an 08, 09 situation? Mm-hmm. Am I going to lose my job? I'm the last one in. Am yeah. I done? Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of uncertainties. Um, 
but like you said, we'll talk about it here a little later. Yeah. I didn't know being out there in Kosciuszko County that the neighboring county was Elkhart County, and that's the RV capital of the yeah. world. Yeah. So every almost 98% of the manufacturers in the world are right there in Elkhart wow. County. I didn't realize it was that prominent. I knew, yes. knew it was a big part of the community, but I didn't know it was that big yeah. in terms of the, um, the, the percentage of RV companies there. Okay. So... Um, so you're in that job. Let's talk now a little bit, if you don't mind, about Forest River. Tell us what the organization does. For some, it'll be pretty obvious. But what does the organization do? How big is it? And what's your role in the organization? So Forest River is very complex. Um, I work for just a small division of Forest River. Okay. We have over 200 brands alone under the Forest River wow. branch. Wow. So you have other competitors in the market like Thor. Mm -hmm. Airstream follows mm -hmm. follows under that. Um, Winnebago. Mm -hmm. Other, a bunch of other ones. Um, but Forest River is one of the largest with over 200. And I have five of those major brands okay. under that bracket that break down into being about 25 sub-brands. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so when it comes to what all Forest River has to offer, we have the towable market. So mm -hmm. pitch it up to the back of your yep. truck and go. We have fifth wheels. We have um, cargo. So mm -hmm. all school buses, mm -hmm. they make the porta potty bathrooms. Really? Um, the okay. cargo trailers, school buses, uh, pontoon. They have a pontoon market. All right. So South okay. Bay, Trifecta, and Berkshire. Huh. So it's uh, not just RVs. No. Huh. Okay. Not at all. And then all the way up to your big motorized, so Class A's. All right. So the brands you represent or you work for are those as diverse, or are you in a specific niche? Towables. So okay. I have travel trailers and fifth wheels only. All right. Okay. All right. So how big is Forest River in terms of approximate number of employees? Do, do you know about how many people work there? I mean, probably it's got to be over at least 10,000. I wouldn't know exactly, wow. but in Little Millersburg, Indiana, one of our plants alone has over 1,000 employees. Wow. I had no idea. Correct. Okay. It's huge. So how big is your marketing team? There's only five of us. Wow. In my division. Okay. Again, with the complexity Got of this, it. there's probably about 20 of us total. Okay. Um, from corporate all the way down to all the different yeah. little divisions and segments. Um, but there's uh, there's an individual that runs side by side with me in mm -hmm. another group, and he's only one person for sure. all 23 wow. of their brands. Wow. Okay. So, so, so your team is five people. Mm -hmm. Who else is on the team? What do they do? And what's your role in that team? Sure. Um, so I, I am the marketing director. We have a full-time videographer. Mm -hmm. uh, we just hired in an assistant for him and pulled him from another division. Um, and then I have a social media slash marketing assistant mm -hmm. that helps me with all the social media channels. And then we just brought in a graphic designer in-house. Okay. All right. And you manage all these folks? Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So... You start in 2019, mm -hmm. you're getting it all figured out, and then boom, you shut down in terms of going into the office, or you're working remote at that point? I spent 25 weeks at home. Okay, wow. Long time. Wow. So we were yeah. kind of in the, we would go to the studio, so we have a big photo booth mm -hmm. studio there on site, um, so if we ever needed to film videos or yeah. content, we would show up because we could film and be across the room from one yep. another and not be in close proximity. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we were home. <laughs> wow. So when do you see, so so I'm guessing, and, and direct me, redirect me if I'm wrong, but you get all this burgeoning demand as people realize the world's shutting down. If I want to travel, I'm not getting on a plane, probably not going to a hotel. I can do my job from anywhere. This is a great time to see the world. I need an RV. I'm guessing that starts to kick in late spring, 
2020? So what we... We shut down middle of March, second mm-hmm. week of March. I think it was St. Patty's Day. It was kind of like the last hoorah yeah. of society. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I want to say um, the fire caught probably end of April, early yeah. May. Okay. So as that demand increases, there's more demand for what you do, mm-hmm. and you're doing it with an arm tied behind your back because you're a distributed team. So what is that like? How do you make that work? Well, when COVID happened, it was just me. So all of these people came in the middle of COVID. And you have a then two-year-old daughter? At home. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So walk me through that. How does all this work? Uh, It was a lot of Zoom (laughs) calls during nap time and functioning during nap times and uh, while she's eating and just doing the best we could. I mean, fortunately enough, the luxury of being a social media manager um, is everything's online. I Mm -hmm. could almost fully do my job completely from my phone and the desktop at home. Yeah. Um, the and only not time, all of it has to happen at a certain time. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about scheduling platforms mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. in our class this summer. And that those were lifesavers for yeah. us. Um, the coolest part was one of the biggest things that I found on social media was we couldn't go silent. We couldn't go dark. A yeah. lot of businesses just up and walked away. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know what was happening. So they just went away and didn't utilize social media. And that was, we did exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, people have more discretionary time. They're looking for more content. Correct. A great time to be visible. Yeah. They were, everyone was sitting at home on their phones. Yeah, for sure. So for us, that's an opportunity to be a brand that's relevant and is in front of them 24 seven with ads, mm-hmm. with posting constantly and being in the algorithm for them. Um, I think the only thing that was hard for me was getting content of our current units because mm-hmm. we weren't producing at the level mm-hmm. we should have mm-hmm. been. Um, the factory was shut down for probably about eight weeks. Mm-hmm. The offices, some of us in the offices were home longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have supply chain issues, I'm sure, which correct. are affecting every industry. Still to this day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was just hard to function fully at home. But like I was saying, the relevance of being online is I found this unique niche in user-generated content. Mm-hmm. So UGC. Yeah. Um, I was able to hunt down from Facebook groups of owners pages, all these people that were owners or current owners are about to be owners. And what were they doing? They were posting happy camping pictures with their family. So I was gathering that content and reposting it out. And and they're sharing it with their network and reaching people you couldn't reach on your own. Yeah, And we grew exponentially through COVID. That's great. So I want to go back to something you mentioned. In terms of, of tools, you mentioned scheduling. What are some of the tools you're now using that you weren't using before that you think people should know about? um, I don't know exactly when it came out. I think it was in the midst of all of this, but Facebook released the business suite Mm -hmm. and it really advanced its interface throughout COVID. Um, So I use that a lot for our scheduling Mm -hmm. platforms. I did use Creator Studio pretty heavily. Um, And then now as a corporate team, we have a platform called Agora Pulse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that we're just now learning how to use yep. and trying to function throughout because it posts to more than just Facebook and Instagram. Yep. You can cross-post to multiple platforms. Correct. You can schedule. You can do... Lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So um, what else What else do you think is, is maybe misunderstood? I had no idea Forest River was that big. Just mm-hmm. no idea. What are some of the other misconceptions people may have? Some of the things that people might not know about the RV industry or about your company that you think people should know? 
This could be a positive and a negative thing to say. <laughs> yeah. So if my boss ever listens, sorry. <laughs> but um, so yes, we're all under the umbrella of Forrester. Yeah. But that's the concept I like to look at all of our brands. But individually, we all produce our products separately mm-hmm. and out of different plants with different mm-hmm. workers and different managers and different suppliers. Mm-hmm. So we don't all function the same in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Um what I find really unique about the brands that I have is we're located in Millersburg, Indiana, and we're the only manufacturer there. Really? Okay. About 76% of our workforce is Amish. Yep. Um, so you think, like, when I grew up in Ohio, that was something that people were really proud of. Amish-built mm-hmm. furniture mm-hmm. and uh, yep. dressers, hutches, things yeah. like that. Anything wood, if mm-hmm. it was made in the Amish community, it was quality. Yeah. So we look at that the same way in the RV industry. Yeah. It's real wood cabinet in the units. It's constructed exactly by them. And they follow a process all day long, every day until mm-hmm. they're done. Yeah. Um, so they're just very detail oriented and that's what makes us unique. We're not in the middle of the city in Elkhart where Mm -hmm. there's seven brands across the street from each other and you'll jump across the street for 25 cents more Mm -hmm. piece rate. So we don't really deal with that turnover Mm -hmm. in our little tiny division of Forest River. Um, our average factory tenure is over seven years in the factory set. Wow which wow. is unheard of. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and that's something we're super proud of and something that we market all the time oh, sure. when it comes to the differences between this product and another product, even though it's under the Forest River brand. Mm. So yeah. that's the misconception. Everybody thinks that if it's by Forest River, they're all crap. Yeah. <laughs> or they're all built the same. And that's yeah. just not the, how it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you're working on now that are keeping you up at night, making you excited, that are, you know, big rocks you're trying to push uphill and hoping they roll don't roll back downhill. What are some of the things on your plate that are taking up most of your time right now? Um, a few things. So one of the most exciting things that happened in the midst of COVID was we all as brands came together and decided that we wanted our own YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. We didn't want just one channel where all of our products were funneling through the corporate page. So Mm -hmm. we came out and we have a four server channel and then we have a Rockwood page and we have Mm -hmm. a Flagstaff page and a Columbus page and so on and so forth. Um, and we just got our Q3 results and all of our brands in my group are in the top five spots of over... I think it's 82 different YouTube channels that we ended up releasing within the past year. So now it's the rush to keep us at the top. Mm -hmm. How do we keep pumping out videos on a quarterly basis to keep meeting that threshold and the bar that we set that's so high? Yeah, That's exciting. Do do you have a particular cadence like we want to produce so much video content? Do you have a number that you strive for or it's just whatever is right for the story you need to tell? Um, Yeah, for that most part. um, our year kind of functions differently throughout the quarters. So our busiest season is um, definitely like Q2, um, Q3, which was our highest volume of videos. Mm-hmm. Then we kind of taper off here in Q4. And yeah. Right now I'm just playing catch up. Sure. So I guess after this first year of all the videos that funnel through, we'll be able to have a better idea yeah. of numbers to expect for the years sure. following. Sure. The The best part about being a content creator with our team that we have in place is every year we have new units and new mm-hmm. floor plans uh, okay. and new interiors. So plenty to talk about. There's a new video yeah. every year on every floor plan, and we have over 186 floor plans. Wow. Wow. So plenty of video to make. Well, and that's even before you get to user-generated content, which Correct. creates even more opportunities. Correct. And there's a, you know, I was, I'll admit there was a point during quarantine, like a lot of the ideas I have, I never did anything with it, but I was like, it would be super cool to get a camper van and just go. And I'm sure there are people who are Everybody. doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, how are you, how are you telling those stories? What are you doing to, 
generate user-generated content, but also make it right for your brand? So something that we did that was pretty fun, um, I guess answering two questions in one here, we have this thing called the Frog Rally, Forest River Owners Group. Okay. All of these owners come together and meet up in Elkhart, Indiana once a year at the Elkhart County Fairgrounds. Oh, wow. We had probably about 100 owners from our group there out of the 500 that were in attendance. So that's a pretty good number in comparison to the amount of brands we have on deck. Um, So what our team decided to do was I sent our videographers out and they sat down and they interviewed all of our owners that were there. Regardless if they had a unit from 1982 or Uh if they had a brand new 2022 unit on site, Mm -hmm. um, they get free food for the week. They get free seminars. They get free maintenance and service done on their units. They get, we ran around and hung or pass out um, t-shirts and it was just a blast for them. Wow. So the testimonials that we got from those owners were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the happiest people, some of them not always, because you will run into issues as you're pulling a uh, earthquake down the road. Um, <laughs> yeah, when your whole life is hitched to the back of your car, right, just stuff's going to go wrong. Around, yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, the the results that we got from that little campaign were phenomenal. Just mm-hmm. hearing how happy they were and satisfied with the yeah. product. Um, and the other divisions went around and did the same as well. And, you know, you get your ebbs and flows in that conversation. Well, we had this problem, but it's okay because we're used to that yeah. being an RV owner. Yeah. It's just expected is kind of what a lot of them say. Yeah. Um, so that was an exciting thing that we were able to turn into content in return, but also sit down and face-to-face with some of these owners that are really awesome to be around. Yeah. Yeah. So, so video is a big piece of it. What are some other things that are now that you're in a little bit of a commerce commerce season? What are you working on or, or working toward? So we're working on better marketing materials for our dealers. Mm-hmm. So we have a whole dealer network that we have to sell to as sure. well and give them the appropriate materials to be able to sell to mm-hmm. our. Uh, prospective buyers out there. We don't sell anything factory direct, so we have to sell our dealers first. Mm -hmm. And our biggest struggle is making sure we're selling them the correct information. So that's where we have to piggyback off the videos. Mm -hmm. That's where they get their info from. Mm -hmm. And now they want flyers, QR codes, scanned out to different information, uh, floor plan specific posters. Um, Hopefully we'll have a show season in uh, January again Mm -hmm. with all the RV and boat show and home. Sure. all those types of things that happen in town. Um, and they'll want uh, POP material to mm-hmm. be p- putting up around their booths. Yep. That all comes from us. Um, in the past, it was on the dealers to just make it on their own. Oh, really? So you can only imagine what that looked like. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of consistency, I would imagine. Not at all. Uh, old logos being used all the yeah. time, um, blurry images. Yeah, and probably new logos that you didn't want them to create. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. you could just do whatever you wanted. There That's was right. no consistency with that. Did they have the resources to use it? Yes, but we're also talking about mom and pop shop mm-hmm. owners across the country that just not their area of expertise. Yeah. yeah. They don't have a marketing team yep. in house. So we're working towards having materials like that readily available in our drives and box accounts yep. for them to get access whenever they want. You just have to send it to a printer. Yep. It's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'll kind of be like a marketing kit. Like when a new dealer signs up, here you go. Here's the link to all the resources. Your brochures are in, in route. You'll get some feather flags, some T-shirts. All of that comes from our department. Okay. So that's kind of the fun stuff, you know, yeah. picking out hats and keychains and koozies yeah. and all that stuff too. That's yeah. still marketing at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Just not digital. That's right. So you have the, the video piece, the the dealer piece. What, what are some other things that are on your plate that are taking up a lot of your time? 
Um, we're starting to get into just being more involved in the community. Um, mm-hmm. We just got done with a huge project called Campers for a Cause, where we partnered with a local um, nonprofit in mm-hmm. Goshen, and we created a one-of-a-kind limited edition unit. So something that also came throughout COVID was we hired an interior designer. Okay. Um, she shares the same office space as us. So her and I work hand in hand. I think it's really important to know what's going on on the interior design side oh, of things sure. because that's what I have to market when she unveils the product sure. at Model Change. Sure. Um, so that's been kind of an exciting relationship that her and I have worked to grown together on. And she put together this unit with some of our vendors that was unlike anything we've ever built before. It's kind of pushing the norms in the RV industry, mm-hmm. doing things that not everybody else has seen before. Um, and that's kind of what we're gearing towards for the future. Just keep pushing the limits of not every RV is brown and yeah. looks like it's from 1982 still. And we're just trying to get away from that. And okay. that's where she kind of comes in. Um, but we hope that that's something that we can continue year after year, creating limited edition products. Yeah. And they are raffled off for a great cause and we raise money for it within the community. We hold an event this year. Um, I think it was in September. We had an event up at the RV Hall of Fame. People could come in and we debuted the unit and opened it up for people to go walk there and tour. And it was just a great time. And that was a lot of planning throughout the spring and summer. We kind of pulled it off in about four months, which is crazy. Um, So yeah, between that and then you know, like I said, right after we got done with class this summer, that goes into busy season for me. So sure. ju- the week of July 11th was kind of our kickoff where mm-hmm. all of our products change in the yep. factory. We shut down for a week. They clean out the factory. They move in all the new products. And then they come back and we start over on 2022. So okay. we're a year mm-hmm. ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it's just been playing catch up since then. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now it's almost Christmas and we're getting ready for another shutdown. Wow. Okay. So... Let's switch gears and go to what I call the speed round of the show or ask you a few questions that are similar to what we've talked about, but kind of synthesizing everything we've discussed. So the first one is about careers. You're building a team and, you know, you're helping them do their day-to-day job, but you're also probably helping them think about what's next for them. You've obviously had to make some challenging decisions about changes in your career. What have you learned in all that? What's your best advice when it comes to success in a career? Don't be afraid to take a leap of faith. Okay. Your whole life can be in shambles, but a job can make it so much better. Mm-hmm. That's what provides for you at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be a priority. It doesn't have to be your only priority. But No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, obviously, like we talked about earlier, I've been, I dabbled in a few different things throughout mm-hmm. my time since college and uh, moving to the RV industry was huge for me. It came yeah. at the right time and it was very serendipitous and I'll never look back. I tell all of my employees now, this is the best job ever. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. Well, and it's it's funny because what I've found is is once you get established in a career path, um, and especially when you work somewhere for a while, and a while could be just a couple of years, is people only see you where you are. Mm-hmm. And they assume that's kind of where you've always been. And it's kind of fun when you get more established in your career to say, oh, no, let me take you back to 20 years ago when I was doing something completely different and had no idea this is where I would land. And really, the only way you get there is by taking, as you said, some chances. Mm-hmm. I tell my boss all the time, I said, I feel like I've been here for 20 years because so much has happened in the, our growth has happened so quickly in our department that it, 
it doesn't feel like it's only been two years. And to a lot of people, they're probably like, hmm, it's just two years. Like, yeah. who cares? Maybe another change will come. But yeah. that's not how I look at it at all. And I'm not just saying this because maybe my boss will get a hold of this one day. Like, <laughs> I have never felt so passionate about yeah. marketing RVs. Oh, it's wow. the coolest thing to yeah. me. Well, I think it goes back to something you said, that you're really marketing a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of, I I hate to drive, Mm-hmm. But when I was thinking about, hey, maybe I'll get a camper van, and I wasn't thinking about the driving part. I was thinking about it opening up all these possibilities. Right. I think that's what it's really all about. Um, you know, giving people the opportunity to have that freedom and that flexibility and not be tied down to the stuff that people say they want, but when they get it, they find out maybe it's not everything that they wanted. Right. It, yeah. I mean, it opened up the whole country for people to finally see how yeah. great this place is and get them to go coast to coast and yeah. wherever they wanted. And this whole work from home movement, mm-hmm. the amount of people that were able to take advantage of that was life-changing for our industry. So it'll be interesting to see how our analytics move as we shift into another year. Mm-hmm. Um we're we're kind of starting to dip back down, but that doesn't change our production levels or our excitement towards yeah. this industry at all. Sure. So let's um, second question about, and you can take this in either direction, either about Forest River or the RV industry. I typically ask people to sum it up concisely. What is it all about? But I'm going to ask you a little bit of a different question. What do you think is something you you're really excited about the work that you do? What is something? I'm going to give you a chance to pitch employment in your industry, what is something that you think would be unexpected for a marketer to hear about working at Forest River in the RV industry? So when I announced that I was going through this job change, I kind of got a little bit of flack from it. And this is what opened up this perspective. Um, Everyone said, you're just going to go work at a factory. Mm -hmm. It's not just a factory. Mm -hmm. There's so many different segments within the RV industry for between finance and accounting to marketing to purchasing to customer service, then all the way down to the factory and shipping and Mm -hmm. handling and all of the transport. I mean, there's so many different avenues that I don't just work at a factory. I have a normal office too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's part of it. You just have to understand it before you're quick to judge going into a new industry or a new position. Yeah, okay. All right, last speed round question. You went through some major changes in terms of the industry evolving as you're working remote. You're working while trying to be a mom to a two-year-old at the time. What did you learn during that time period that has stayed true and maybe you didn't know before the pandemic that you're going to take with you probably for the rest of your career? What's the lesson in all this for you? This might sound pretty harsh, but I fully believe in it. If your business wasn't active on social media during COVID, you missed the boat. Mm -hmm. But saying that to say, you're not too late either. We can hop on this train for digital marketing and social media marketing and still catch the wave that's coming. There's new platforms and TikTok and Reels and all these Mm -hmm. different platforms that are shooting businesses out of nowhere. um, And you just have to take advantage of those. You have to invest in your business and create roles that will help your business continue to be successful for the years to come. Because we don't want to be sitting here 20 years from now and saying, wow, we really wish we did that. We really missed our mark. Sure, sure. And that's something, you know, 20 years from now, looking at the RV industry, it's going to happen like yesterday. Uh, I used the analogy with my team a couple weeks ago when 9-11 came around. That was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of smacks you in the face like, holy crap, it's already been 20 years of our life since that horrific event. Yeah. So 
don't look at life like that the rest of the way. We don't want to be sitting here and then 20 years from now be like, wow, it's already been 20 mm-hmm. years. There's so much we could have done. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of possibilities in that if you capitalize on them and if you're not afraid to make some mistakes because you got to try stuff. Right. We've got to get more businesses in the digital era and get them well equipped. I mean, that's part of your role in this community is getting them equipped and putting pieces in place for them to make their businesses successful. Sure. Well, needs that. Well, Alyssa, one of the things that I thought as I was teaching the class is that you could have taught it better than I did. So it's great to hear you. I were, learned a lot. You were, <laughs> really you were did. a challenging student in that you were doing some things that a lot of the students in the class didn't ha- yet have the opportunity to do. So it was a pleasure having you in that class because you were able to talk about things that I think brought it to life for the rest of the students. And it's overwhelming because there's so many platforms that I myself don't even dabble in. I don't dabble in LinkedIn, yeah. really, except for a personal level. Yeah. I don't dabble in um, some of the other like community groups. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I stick to my Facebook, Instagram, the website, and yeah. now TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't do everything. And no. I think that's a really important lesson is even for a large company like Forest River, you have to, deciding what you're not going to do is as important as deciding what you're going to do. Correct. Because you're better off focusing on a few platforms, doing them really well, than trying to be all things to all people. Pick your favorites and go from there. Make those ones successful and then move on. Yep, absolutely. Well, Alyssa, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks so much for coming to see us. And thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. We will be back next week with another great guest, and we hope you'll join us then. 